0: Welcome to the Reinventing Education Podcast. I'm Rob McLeod, joined by Brendan O'Leary. And today, we are going to set the table for the explanation of the counselor approach to school. This is a counselor approach, meaning a more student-centered, student-negotiated approach to teaching and learning. Typically, these schools kind of are structured by a circle. You might see the sociocratic or democratic approach to ensure that all voices are included in decision making within the schools. And we're going to talk about the context, the larger context in the world that is a match for this kind of school. Because I think Brennan, at the core of this, we have like some of the spiral dynamics, the sociological model here in place. And one of its big tenets is the idea that these kind of strategies or approaches to living Emerge as a response to a specific environment. And today on the program, we're trying to look at the environment uh, that would be a match for this kind of school.
1: Spoiler, it's giving all the good stuff away there of it. Um, yes, this is the third of our big three types of school, a counselor centered approach, as we have come to think of it, what we had previously called progressive education. We have dug into it in in bits and bobs here and there but I think we can indulge ourselves a little bit more as we're going to open up into the season where we get dig into the real nuts and bolts of what a counselor centered education could look like but you are right it similarly when we look to the expert what we were calling traditional and the coach centered the world that they are in very important to their success as in the coach-centered approach to schooling, which is is very much in line with a democratic enlightenment values, scientific rationalism, and capitalism, global capitalism. It's about setting goals, it's about aims, it's about having a a set agreement on what we're trying to do. You know, and it's very, very useful and it's its needs stemmed out of, I guess, medieval feudalism, which was you know very, very much a hierarchical system. Concepts of liberty and equality were not defined. There wasn't a legal system, there wasn't a an economic system as such. It was a barter uh, system. And so we look at the capitalist approach that they emerged that were still arguably, in, and uh, how it's a very good fit for a coach centered school system that has a curriculum and has a very clear set of aims and is built on goal setting and transparency however as we're going to dig into now there is definitely since the mid 20th century particularly when ideas of postmodernism and socialism in a in a political kind of sense became more accepted as ideologies and they brought with them a lot of ideas that found their way into education at times have been accepted more than others, but present a way to view education, which, you know, you could call progressive education, what we call the counselor centered approach, a way to approach education that isn't teacher at the front delivering lessons, a syllabus, standardized testing isn't even necessarily within a school building. And that can be very, very appealing. How can we start to unpack this idea of a counselor centered approach for people?
0: Yeah. So I think, as you're starting to allude there, if we go back to this idea of certain living conditions, certain political or economic systems being in place, being a match to the kinds of school, we can easily link the feudal to the expert approach, modern capitalism to the coach approach the counselor one yes pieces of this have already trickled down but arguably we don't see large scale application of this counselor approach yet and perhaps that is in part because we are still very much in a you know industrial post industrial capitalist system which does value credentialism which does value standardized acknowledgement of accomplishments through post-secondary degrees, through specific qualifications. And although the education will be differentiated, the idea is it's still very much a monoculture of education in the coach approach. Everyone's going through the same curriculum. How does this launch into the counselor and what are the counselor-like living conditions? Well, a more socialist, yeah, more socially egalitarian approach might be the better match. And yeah, we have pockets of that in our modern world, but it's definitely not the dominating force everywhere. And when you look at the countries that have leaned more towards this counselor approach, they are some of those more social democratic type countries, the Nordic countries, Canada, where strong welfare state systems, all these sorts of things. And it's interesting that it seems to be in those kinds of countries where this counselor leaning approach has come in. We can point to a handful of true counselor schools, but I think you could use that as evidence that as of yet, the living conditions are not wide scale or there isn't yet this match in terms of education.
1: The counselor centered school, working from the principle that every single person within that school is within a community and they have their own. Rich set of needs and want, and those will align somewhat with the needs of the local and even global community around them. So that council, a sense of approach, not starting with a curriculum, not starting with an aim of knowing enough to get a particular credential. Instead, starting with what do we want and need right now? We being the operative kind of term there, because it's not as We'll get to the babies and bathwater, the criticisms and the positives later. But it's not what do you want. It's not a selfish, narcissistic approach in its healthiest form. And as we know, expert, coach, and counselor can all be healthy and unhealthy. They can all they all have positive and negative sides. When is healthy approach? It's saying okay. We live in a community and that community has needs and we have needs. How can we meet those? What's emerging right now that we can do short-term or long- long-term to, to move towards meeting those needs? It's not quite the same as setting yourself a goal with a bunch of little steps towards, but it's, it's analogous in, in a, a lot of ways. But I, I think tension then comes in if you're in a school where that's your aim. Every day, you're just, okay, well, what's emerging now? What are we going to make? What are we going to do? What actions are we going to take? Sooner or later, the bubble has to burst and you're going to be, well, you're 16 now or 18 or 22. Years. Of course, you could live inside our community. But if you want to step outside that community in any way, sure, you could be take the entrepreneur route. You could set it all up for yourself. Fantastic. And, and there's a high risk maneuver, but people do take that route. Or you can join the mainstream. You can join the world of work. You can join the world outside our walls. Uh, And to do that, you're going to have to go get a job. So do a job interview, which is almost certainly going to be contingent on you having a particular credential. Okay, so you're going to have to study for this. And there's that tension comes in sooner or later into the counselor-centered world as it currently stands because... It's not focused on the things that are the rules of thumb that you need to get ahead in the mainstream global capitalist economy. But what that sometimes means is that people will say, well, we shouldn't do it at all. It's a pie in the sky dream. Don't get involved in a counselor centered school where students are choosing their own path and meeting the needs of themselves and the community because you're not serving them in the long term. You got to live in the real world and you got to. Lock into that curriculum so that you can stay on a grade level, and you can eventually get the credentials. Obviously, we're going to make the case that that's not a hundred percent true. There is a million nuanced steps between a purely healthy coach-centered school and a purely healthy counselor-centered school.
0: Yeah, and I also think it's a bit of a straw man to say you know the counselor approach. It's only what. Is meaningful to the student or their community now. Because I think a well-done counselor school in the current day would say, oh, well, this thing's important to you. Okay. Well, I, as your counselor teacher, will point at a blind spot that maybe you're not aware that you're going to need a credential to do this. And we're going to have to find space for you to achieve this credential in some way, ideally that's meaningful to you, in order to meet this larger goal. So I think it's a the bit of the straw man thing to say that it's only ever the current needs within the counselor school. There needs to be the needs now for who you are now, and the idea of you being important now and you on a trajectory. Both of those things are true.
1: Yes. And so if you're inside that counselor-centered school, you're looking for a space and time to allow that to emerge. And I think that's one of the bigger differences between that and the coach centered. The coach centered, especially in its, if you're looking at schools with hundreds, thousands of kids, that space does not exist for you to take three months, six months, two years to work out which path you're on and what essentially you need to do. And I kind of went through this with my son who took a a less traditional route, but still end up getting some credentials. He had to do way, way less stuff to get that credential. And I did when I did a similar one in school, I think I had four or five lessons a week. And I think I had homework two or three nights a week. And he was doing far less than that. And he Maybe he's just smarter than me, but he got he got a better score on that test than I did with far less work in, in that more mainstream sense, far less kind of textbook work and uh, what we call chalk and talk with teachers lecturing and or giving you extended examples, because I think we were able to find a way at each point that worked for him. What work does he need right now to learn these particular concepts? It certainly wasn't the sort of counselor-centered approach where you are have a lot of freedom to investigate other things. There were other components that allowed in that. He was able to do a lot of other things because he wasn't going to school and doing all of these additional hours. There were drawbacks too, of course, but he had that space that meant that if he needed a little bit more time, he could take it. But there are weeks when he didn't need any additional time. And he was doing the study in a couple of hours versus the six or seven hours that you were spending within school with a similar or even better result in some ways. I guess my point being that the counselor-centered, because it doesn't start with that curriculum. And one of my best favorite lines I come back to a lot is Freire's idea of never knowing what you're going to teach when you walk in, which is a cardinal sin in both the expert and the coach-centered teaching and learning model. But in the counselor-centered, it's like, how would I know what I'm going to teach? Now, I could be continuing something from the previous day or using threads and building. It's not like I'm making it up all the time, but it's like, I don't know what's emerging today. Whether we're continuing what we did yesterday or whether there's something else that is on our minds, whether we're taking a detour, None of that's possible in a school where you are on a very strict curriculum coverage model to get you specific concepts covered so that you can take a standardized test. And then you're just looking for pockets to do other things It's flipped that model. You've got all of this time and space to do things. And the idea is, okay, what are you going to do with
0: this? Yeah. To pick up on that idea of what was the exact quote? Walking into the room, not knowing...
1: I'm paraphrasing, but it's something ah. along the lines of like, you know, he didn't, he doesn't want to know what he's teaching when he walks into that room. And his, his model, as I kind of bang on a lot, because it's one of my favorite, is he would go into a community and he would spend three months essentially observing and feeding back what he was hearing and what he was seeing. And from that, that would be the basis of his lessons. There wasn't a huge distinction between a conversation he had in the street and the lesson that he did in on a particular day.
0: Yeah. So if we go back to the expert just for a second, they might have some sentence-filling exercise of, you have no right walking into a classroom not being an expert on what you are going to teach. And the coach might have some variation of, you have no right walking into a classroom without a curriculum objective to teach. And this counselor approach, this is, you have no right walking into that room knowing what you are going to teach for that day. So this You know, and those three approaches match three different worldviews, that expert piece of we are training experts to take on duties in society. The coach, we have an objective and we're going to measure how well or how close you can get to our standard or how far you can go beyond it because, hey, we're going to use that to filter you in the next round of school and that's going to trickle out to how many options you have in, in the job market once you leave this place. And then with the counselor, it's saying... No, no, no. The most important thing is, you know, this, your ability to carve your own path in life. And, you know, definitely the coach, the expert to some degree, you know, they prioritize the cognitive thinking, rationalization, all these pieces for what the counselor is bringing in that is something new is saying, well, yes, of course, wealth can matter, of course. But also on the table, you need to be looking at emotional well being, you know, your inner world, your emotions strength of a community, your relationships, your interpersonal skills, your capacity to care, your capacity for empathy. Now, of course, there's no coach teacher that would say, no, those things don't matter. But what the counselor is saying is, no, they are equally priorities to your level of achievement. And by bringing those new priorities into play, that's when you move into this this new approach of saying, no, 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 what matters most is tuning into what is important. And things like empathy and you know all these other skills go go on to support that. Yeah, and we've already touched on this in terms of the structure of a counselor school. But there is this view that every human is equal and within the school every voice is equal. So the the hierarchy of the expert where only a few people get to make decisions or the coach centered where no no decision making spread across staff now. In the counselor circle, yeah, there's heads of school, yeah, there's teachers, and there are students and there are parents and there might even be community members and there's no hierarchy there's a flat hierarchy in the counselor approach you have some responsibilities you need to take on to contribute to the strength of a counselor school community but by contributing you also have the right to have your voice heard and have influence on what is happening within the school and you know if we're going to tie this back to today's theme of course most of us probably listening Live in some sort of democracy, most likely. And you know, you have your influence that way, but we don't have that immediate ability on a community level, let's say, to just go out and rearrange things with our neighbors. You know, we still do have layers of hierarchy, layers of bureaucracy. So we don't have this seamless match yet of what the counselor school can look like, which can exist in some pockets, but at some point it interfaces with the larger world that at this point, is not operating in the same way that a circle counselor school is.
1: Kind of underlying thought of the coach approach, the capitalist approach, the enlightenment scientific rationalism approach, is this idea of modernism. There is a truth. The truth is out there. There is one truth that will fit for everybody. And although we might differentiate your ability to get there... We might give you different strategies. Now, where that truth is a standardized test or something bigger and larger and more grand, the meaning of the universe, but there is a truth out there. Modernism started to fall apart. The quantum kind of analogy is often used. But that idea that you look deeper and deeper and you think, eventually, I'm going to find the truth. But what you actually find is something way, way more mysterious. It's postmodernism, right? So Mm -hmm. what postmodernism says is that all all your views are, are equal as you said, but there's no fixed truth. So the point being that I need to hear your story.
0: We need to co-negotiate a shared truth for us.
1: And I need to Mm -hmm. hear the story of the other people in the class and the people in the school. And the modernist approach, which has a shared truth, doesn't necessarily need us to share all of our stories because they're all heading towards the same modernist truth. If you move into something that, again, is postmodern which does fit with the idea of socialism or even into the idea of anarchism, which is personal responsibility for your a- own actions. It's the right at the end of the scale. The idea is that there isn't a fixed truth in any of this. We are negotiating and redefining together. We're defining what it is. And every time there's a new voice, every time there's a new person, a new conversation, it's going to change. Mm. The, the traditional feudal model, the expert-centered does not entertain that idea necessarily and the coach-centered may investigate but still believes there's one truth. That's why the school is set up to have one curriculum, one end point that we all achieve. Suddenly it can get very scary if you move away from that because we had it cracked. We've got the answer. You just We study the curriculum and then we pass the test and we've cracked it. But as you said, that, that that's just one aspect of us as people. It's only going to meet some of our needs. This is fundamentally underpinning the counselor-centered school as you get further and further into the, what men call unschooling or radical end of of the model where you are essentially just setting up an environment and having the students work within it. Counseling them to meet the needs that are emerging. If we were at the top of the mountain when we were in the coach center because we were at the pinnacle of Olympic success, I can certainly feel like we're plummeting down the side of the mountain now. The brakes are off. Where are we going? It can be a very scary place for some of us, maybe for all of us.
0: Yeah, and the flip side of that is a far more exciting place because everything's not so structured and and delineated as well as yeah, of course. as can happen in the coach. And I'll just throw in one of my favorite anecdotes in discussing that coach idea and the idea that, oh, there's one curriculum. I'd even argue that, yeah, you could argue yes, there's the curriculum and that's what's centering everything we do. I'd even say it's those coach practices that are where the coach approach gets its meaning from. Those mm-hmm approaches of assessing where are you starting, setting goals for you, ensuring achievement, and then recording your data at the end to see how far you've come and differentiating. I've been in conversations where I've heard heavily coach-centered people actually say this exact quote, which is, well, actually, it doesn't matter what curriculum we're using. We just need a curriculum so that we can structure our teaching. You can make a straw man version of that to say, "Oh, really." You just need a curriculum, like a um, written scope
1: and sequence. And but but, it, but but what matters is, is what's on that that credential, that test. So you're right; it doesn't really matter which one. But the person who gets to write that test essentially it dictates what the coach does.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's giving meaning and purpose to the coach. And the coach's job is to say, yeah. "Hey, I've got this giant list of standards." And I'm gonna be busy here recording your performance in relationship to these. That's gonna occupy my days. It all it takes is that one question though from the counselor going, okay, did the kids consent to this? And do they give a crap about any of this? Does it mean anything? Does it to mean them? anything to them? No, okay. Well, check out what I've got going on over here, which is something completely created, not around some third-party document of a curriculum and not trying to ensure maximum achievement on all these things which you know no one's saying are bad things but perhaps they're not meaningful things to these students and hey what happens when you start with meaning what happens when you start with the individual and what happens when you start with all these other things so i think yeah this is where all these babies come in you know we're looking at who the student is we're starting with the person and then building an education and curriculum out from there we're not starting with a curriculum and then figuring how we have to differentiate it to a person we're focused on well-being we're focused on meaning there's a space for everybody to be heard all viewpoints are of importance you know there's a sense of community it's not just a bunch of individuals trying to do personal bests here there's a lot of good things going on
1: person-centered counseling the the carl rogers approach which is that you have everything within you to meet your needs right now. Now, that doesn't mean that you have all the cash in your pocket you need to buy that Ferrari, but it means that you, with a little bit of counselling, with a, with some uh, guidance, with some help, and of course, this is a big question within when you get into the, the counsellor-centred end of the spectrum, uh, what is the role of the teacher? How much scaffolding mm-hmm. and support do they give? But essentially, at its core, the counsellor says, yeah, you, you already kind of know what you need. My job is to help you see that. Maybe you have blind spots. Maybe you're not able to articulate what it is that you and we need as a group. But through our discussions, and we saw the circle schools, through our consent to these ideas, through our negotiation in in a way, it's more the building of consent uh, in an honest and um, positive way. Through that, we can meet our needs together.
0: Yeah, and then if we look at some of these bathwater. These are some of the areas where this counselor approach could go wrong, or maybe you know a few of these are even just more like symptoms of when the counselor approach is not being done optimally. So the optimal side of counselor is to say, everyone who's involved, we sit down, as you said, we hear your story, we hear where you're coming from, we hear what's meaningful, and we need to create an idea that we can consent to. Now, that does not mean everybody loves this idea but it simply means that there's no one here who opposes a solution. And if you do oppose a solution, we, because we are the community in the school, need to talk about it until we can find a solution that we can live with. Now, this can require an incredible amount of time, especially if it's a contentious issue. And, you know, there will be some people who will just be more appeasing and not wish to stay in the conflict and wish to move on or just get beyond something. And maybe they don't generally consent. You know, this relies on people being honest, but maybe you do agree to something and you're a conflict avoidant and you're just seeking some of this group harmony and you just want to move on. Well, those little pieces over time are clearly going to build up to some kind of larger issue. Lack of harmony in the community, lack of authenticity, lack of well-being, those things are going to fester for sure.
1: That again it comes back to this idea of what level of bureaucracy or even hierarchy is needed or beneficial in this we've talked about the, the the limits of tolerance before you know and if you're going to acquiesce to every idea regardless of how much it really meets your needs yeah that's not a healthy approach could we re- even live in a community where everybody is being honest and positive it can also lead to l- limiting if you're just setting your own truths within maybe an echo chamber or within your own small community, it could eventually set you off on some paths and tangents that aren't particularly healthy when applied to the larger world. Being able to see your own blind spot, one of the arguments might be that it lacks a reality check.
0: Part of that reality check, at least for a counsellor-centred school in this time and place, is that it's still far from the majority. You know, We talked about this idea that you might see more of this counselor approach in the earlier primary to maybe middle school years. But as those big credentials exit exams from secondary school that lead to your access to post-secondary, the closer you get to those, typically you see this counselor approach disappear from schools in favor of a more coach or expert approach. So it's definitely still far from a majority, maybe at this time still not interfacing with the living conditions as they are. Now, of course, you can make the flip side case to say, and we're also seeing credentialism crumbling a little bit, perhaps maybe more of this self-directed approach and student portfolios and all these things will take over. And maybe that is the case that that's where we're headed. But at this time, you don't see a lot of counselor approaches right on that precipice, right on that border into the next step of school.
1: And a large part of that has to be that to commit to the counselor-centered approach, as we said, does require that time and that space. And if you've got 30 or 300 kids that are moving towards credentials in this wide range of ability levels believe that this is necessary for these students to achieve within the current system which holds a lot of truth you're going to cut back on anything that takes away from that and you just simply don't have the time for that counselor-centered approach and so there's schools out there that attempt to do what we've called the green sheen this kind of taking the best parts of a coach-centered school and also trying to implement elements of the council assented school what sometimes happens is that they become more like bolted on projects so the school is still running full tilt towards those credentials but it may have projects and days and students are doing other things that are meeting more of those wider needs and giving them opportunities to investigate things that are important to themselves and the community but they're not really held in equal stead to the academic.
0: Yeah, we can bring in wellness. We can bring in student choice. We can bring in these things if It's not eroding our test scores and data and student achievement.
1: So I guess what we're going to try and do over the next X amount of episodes is to dig into the idea of the positive elements of the counsellor-centred approach. And of course, along the way, we will push back and say why certain elements aren't. Within each of our episodes, we're looking to give practical ways that teacher, a school leader, even a parent, student can bring in some elements of the counsellor-centred approach into whatever school you're at. You are leaning more towards the counselor-centered approach already. Yeah, hopefully we can give you some ideas to dig deeper into The underlying values that are driving that school, inclusion and meaning. Hopefully, whatever school you're in, you can take elements of the best parts of the counselor centered approach and bring them into your school. You know, if you feel a bit of that tension, allow us to ask some questions about what we're doing, how we're approaching education. What are we trying to achieve? So we're learning, kind of unpicking this as we go.
0: I'm looking forward to this unique inquiry into all this stuff. Thanks, Brennan. Thanks, Rob.